Peace. This Bucks Gigante Rad TV podcast sending a shout out to DIY Music. Keep making history over there, family. Salute. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to DIY Music. This is Brad. Uh, first and foremost, thank you so much to Rad TV for calling in. Um, it was about a month ago. Better late than never, though. Thank you so much for the kind words. I certainly appreciate it. Um, I'm not too great at seeing voicemails and messages and stuff. Um, and I know it's kind of like um, a roundabout way, but the the easiest way to get a hold of me is uh, on Instagram at the National Pool. I spend a lot of time on Instagram for for better or worse, but um, you know that's that's where the attention is. So, um, bop, bop, bop. yeah, it's been a few days since I've recorded on here. Some of it has been busy, and some of it's been. A little bit lazy, but luckily it's all been good, which is which is fantastic. Um, so let's, uh, I guess, pick up where I left off when I was talking about the open mic. I went out there, um, and uh, luckily it was close by, and I did. Um, it was a fifteen-minute set, so I probably got in three or four songs. And the very last one, I was going to do um, Home at Last by Steely Dan and did like off the mic. I did a quick vocal check and very quickly realized that uh, it was well outside of my vocal range, even a half step or a whole step tuned down on the acoustic. So didn't want to put the audience through that. And as expected, uh, no reverb, nothing, you know, just basically plug it into a PA system. The one thing I did not expect was that there was no monitor speakers, so I couldn't hear myself singing <laughs> whatsoever, so I just kind of had to, you know, go off a gut instinct, and, uh, you know, with the noise and all that, I couldn't, like, I could hear myself better in, like, an empty room, of course, you know, in a in a bar setting, there's noise and stuff, so... I had the uh, the noise of the people plus not being able to hear myself, so I just kind of you know crossed my fingers and hoped for the best. Um, but overall, it felt awesome to play out again. Um, and uh, you know, starting where you're at, you know, if uh, it's it's great practice, you know, especially coming from like streaming on YouTube and this and that, you know, I'm not gonna jump up on stage and expect everybody to know who I am. I I think mentally I got you know, a little bit cocky for a second there and thought like, oh, I deserve to play this in this venue. And it was like, oh, no, I, I still got some work to do. And and luckily, it was a great time and great people. Um, you know, I, I made sure to thank the uh, the host, not, not only in person, but also on Instagram as well. Um, and a couple key takeaways. Um, I, I guess I, I found myself doing this, like judging it out of 10. I'd say I would give myself like a five or six out of ten, maybe a six if I'm generous. Uh, <laughs> generous, um, but one of the big takeaways was um, playing to your audience and just knowing the kind of stuff that they expect to hear. Um, some of the songs I played was, uh, let's see, I did John Frusciante's Second Walk, Jason Molina's Coxcomb Red. Um, didn't do any originals. I think I did uh, another John Frusciante song, The Past Recedes, and maybe another tune that I... Oh, I did DJ Markey LK, which is a very upbeat drum and bass tune, and um, you know, I figured that, that one went over pretty well, I guess. Um, but the other songs, I think, um, you know, it's just what I listen to, it's what I like to play, but they're also kind of, um, you know, lyrically, 
you know, sad, depressing kind of songs if you if you just take a quick glance at them. And um, and I think that the audience really felt that I, I could tell from the host who kind of like, you know, like, let me know um, just through like, you know, visual expressions pretty much of just like, oh, I don't know if this is 100 percent the right path. But then again, so like I, it was largely an, an older crowd. But then to the right of me, very close to the stage, there was like a group of younger people and they, they knew who Jason Molina was. They I was like, yeah, anybody listen to drum and bass? And they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's tough. You gotta play to your audience, but you also gotta play what's in your heart too. And it's it's a tough um it's it's a bit of a give and take there. But that's one thing to to take away. So they do this every week, um, and so I'm already kind of planning in my head of you know, at at least finding some different songs that aren't um they just don't say the word death 20 times in them don't want to like make people make people upset as they're like eating their cheeseburgers or whatever um but but it it was a fantastic time um and uh yeah i i would definitely encourage everyone you know no matter what stage you're at if you're below it or above it or you know somewhere between like it's just getting out there it just felt good um you know i i did a lot of open mics around nashville um, probably a lot of the places, if, if anybody's listening down there, probably a lot of the places, you know, Broken Spoke and, and some hotel that was uh, up near Music Circle. Um, we used to hit those all the time, uh, sometimes three venues a night. Now I don't have that kind of energy and, you know, day job and all that, got to wake up early. But, um, you know, do do what you can. I, I had a great time playing there and, um, sorry, I got a notification on the phone there. Um but yeah, yeah, that that was really good and and also practicing for that setting I think helped me out a little bit. You know, you can't really prepare for everything. But um you know, and also it was a very small area to set up in. So I you know, I was trying to get out my guitar as a server was like uh, you know, giving someone their food like right next to me. So it was very close quarters. Um but a, an awesome time. So uh, I just checked on record.org. Didn't see anything really for free, nothing really worth mentioning. Um, I have to uh, renew my Pro Tools subscription. I'm not just too happy about that. I'm kind of putting that off. But, um, but, but yeah, let's see. Um, I, I do have notes here. Um, yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm thinking about running some more advertisements on Instagram. And, and the biggest thing I'm trying to decide is just what I should even advertise, you know. Um, or yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking about. But I started looking up stats. And this is really key. And I, I think just a, a good statistical look at what's going on in the music industry completely outside of all the, you know, the moves and the shakes as far as like, you know, businesses competing for attention. This is just stats. Um, so I believe, was it 65% of all music is, now is streaming and Spotify's got the biggest chunk of that. Now there was another percentage on top of that for Spotify. I didn't happen to write down. So yeah, maybe, maybe not too much stats, but, but those are the that my two key takeaways in terms of advertising, you know, like, so if you're going to run an ad with a link in it, you know, probably better to have it go to, to Spotify or your streaming service that, that you choose 
as opposed to, you know, go to my website and buy a physical copy of a CD and, or, you know, that sort of thing is, you know, this is the way people listen to music now. It's, um, you know, very specifically on these channels with, within these mediums. And, um, but, but then again, I, um, the, the cassette that I had released on Infraction, they sold out of a hundred cassettes and cassettes are on the rise too. So everything is, you know, very dependent upon, um, so, so many different factors. I don't know, but, but for streaming, I thought that that was very interesting. So that's where I'm going to, it, it just solidified that for me in terms of the ad stuff of, um, you know, if you're going to run an ad, um, you know, that, that would be the place to do it. I know I'm rambling here. I got one more piece of knowledge to drop. Um, it's on my Twitter account. It's at the national pool. There is a list that I was searching for, found it and I posted it up to Twitter. It's a list of every country where Spotify is available. So if you're doing some Instagram ads and, um, as Gary V mentioned and, and I tried it and it's, you know, I found it to be true. The ads in your uh, smaller market countries, um, they're, they're going to be cheaper for you, which means you can make more ad impressions for less money. So if you were to take the list uh, that's on my Twitter account, it's from like musicbusinesssomethingsomething.com, and um, you know, take that list of every country where Spotify is available, and I would say just run ads in those countries that aren't your major markets if you're looking to, to save money. And I think... Really, when it comes to streaming and you know and everything involved in that, it doesn't necessarily matter, you know, un- unless you're about to go on tour and you want to make sure that certain markets, you know, certain cities are exposed to your music. If if you're not doing that kind of thing, uh, to to me, I think it doesn't necessarily even matter where, you know, the the geographical location just really doesn't matter as much anymore, which is awesome i think um it it actually excites me to think about you know people in in different countries that i might not have ever heard of and then i'll learn more about the countries and interact with the fans potentially and like it's it's just an awesome thing um so that's gonna do it for this episode and uh shout out to i wrote it down jackal jive uh i'll be getting in touch with you he uh called into the show And I hope you all are doing great, and I will talk to you soon. Much love.